Hawkins Tower was built in 1987 from a design by Frank Lloyd Wright and made entirely of shipwood reclaimed from the Mayflower. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. Feels okay to be back in the tower. <laughs> kind of miss having an audience, but get that instant feedback, positive or negative. Mostly negative. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel being on stage, Dan? Stage, quote unquote. It felt good. I I, I love um, just really playing to the back of the room, which, you know got a little tough with as many people as we Uh had there there were several Um, you really have to project uh to get your point across when i never talking about something as important as beans (laughs) (laughs) you know i did get a lot of feedback from people that said it was the funniest episode we've done really yeah and i i maybe don't disagree but i also think that we've done stuff that is equally funny it's just there's no one laughing in your earbuds so i just decided we have a laugh track now <laughs> so make some jokes and i'll i'll uh, make people laugh at you uh this is a old nick parker classic uh two peanuts <laughs> were walking across the road uh, was assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for a long time i told people that was my favorite joke well, this, this bit isn't working, so <laughs> let's move on. One of the people that was at our show, you heard referred to directly from the crowd, is my brother Jeffrey. He's our guest today. Hello. Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. There's some things we need to talk about uh, in regards to both our live show and Mexican Villa. I think that we made some mistakes, and we need to apologize. Let's clear the air a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we need to clear the air. Dan and I decided that um, we were going to write each other's apology letters, meaning I wrote Dan's and Dan wrote mine, just you know, to make sure that we were both on the same page, what we needed to tell our listeners, because we messed up, guys. We, we messed up. I think everybody knows it, and um, <laughs> we, we just decided to go the traditional route of writing each other's uh-huh. apology letters, something yeah. that people do no we just wanted to make sure that we were simpatico with what we had to say you know it's, it's the podcast code of ethics all right hand it over <laughs> hand over the letter dan we have we haven't looked at these in advance so we're gonna be reading them cold yours is uh <laughs> yours is pretty thick thick <laughs> i andrew sebastian carr first of his name it's actually not true <laughs> <laughs> do hereby issue a most formal apology to the listener tude of spring food mo First, I must amend my statement that there were 300 people in attendance at our Mexican Villa live show, when in fact there were just short of 280 people there, including Dan and myself. My original claims were dubious, deplorable, devious, and a downright dastardly doing. This sounds like something I would write. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, I'd like to clear something that's been of much discussion since our live show. It's been the subject of serious debate that's torn families apart, broken up marriages, and has shaken our listeners to the very core of their beings. Yeah. That is, of course, my scoring of Mexican Villa Comida slash El Taco. After days of deep thought, heated discussion, prayers to the taco gods, and hours of extensive self-flagellation. Did you have a camera in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that I must lower my score of five luxurious country homes to four luxurious country homes. 
I'm sorry for any turmoil my original rating may have caused you and your merciful loved ones. May the taco, may the taco gods have mercy on my soul. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, for writing me such a lovely apology. Yeah, no problem. You know, I, I felt like it was needed after he, some of the response I saw <laughs> online. He's right. I am officially lowering my score of Mexican Villa Comida slash El Taco to four luxurious country homes from five. Wow. I was playing to the crowd. I was trying to put on a good show. I got lost in it. And I just rated him too high. That's all there is to it. Now is Dan's turn to give his very honest apology. <laughs> Dan's formal apology to the listeners of Spring Food Mo with regard to the live review of Mexican Villa. Dear listen ears, uh, duh, me saw for, <laughs> me saw we. <laughs> For rate villa too high. <laughs> Misa just like it bright colors. Wow. Not not super comfortable Are reading that. Are you Jar Jar? <laughs> that's, that's what I was going for. Jar Jar Binks. Misa just like it bright colors so much. Next time, me make a more fair and nuanced. <laughs> assessment of the food <laughs> k by dan <laughs> i tried to write in your place i appreciate it i think we both nailed each other's mm. uh voices and cadence there i've been looking forward to that so much <laughs> dan and i were not the only people critical of our performances uh last sunday other people needed us to know ways that we messed up, so we're going to introduce a brand new uh, segment. It's called Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections. Uh, Jonathan Franzen did a bad job writing the book, The Corrections. This is a segment about when listeners notice when we did a bad job making our podcast. Wow. Well, that's nice of them. It's a joke for <laughs> people who've read that bad book. It's a joke for you. Yeah, apparently pretty much <laughs> Actually, this first one is not about Mexican Villa. It's about something else. Um, a couple weeks ago, my coworker, Sarah, who we mentioned in the Mexican Villa episode, chided me in person for reviewing Druff's Breakfast without talking about the coffee. She said every review of a breakfast place needs to have some coffee talk. And she's right. We really franzened that one up, Dan. Well, Sarah, we up. I don't get coffee to go. Um, I make my <laughs> coffee at home like a normal person so I, I couldn't get it with the cornbread crumble and i'm sorry it was pretty good these coffee ethic coffee pretty tasty sure so mm, i believe it yeah second tuesday ten twenty-seven a.m that's you know <laughs> 10 hours 27 minutes after the episode dropped sure it's from my friend colin who we've mentioned before sent me a facebook message hey bummed i couldn't make the live show just started listening to it though and i'm immediately upset with you Great thing to to hear. MV hot sauce is all heat and no flavor? Are you kidding? There's a question mark and exclamation point. Mm. Sure, they don't play with the heat, but that is some dang delicious dip, dude. (laughs) He won won me back. back. (laughs) Duh, it's a flavor I tried a few (laughs) times to recreate after leaving the Ozarks with homemade sauces. Never figured it out, though. Anyway, jokes aside... We just got asked to play Moon City this Friday if you get bored. He's talking about his band. And I, I said I might go. And then what happened was 
I watched half of John Wick 2, fell asleep, and didn't go. <laughs> so I'm mm. sorry, Colin. Why don't you shout out his band? <laughs> I know last time they played as The Beatless, oh. which is pretty funny. He was in the band Knife Death for a while and then left, and now he's back with those guys, but they started a new band. Then a few minutes later, uh, I got another <laughs> message that said, Also, I'm live tweeting your show to you. No lard in those beans. Or so they told me back in, those, back in my vegan days. Wow. All right. I'm honestly very surprised to hear that. But then you know what? There's a lot of different types of shortening, and it's all fat. So let's just leave it at super fatty beans. Super fatty beans, I, not beans. <laughs> I don't know what a vein is. They're probably fatty, too. I'd like to go ahead and assert right here that I believe they were lying to him in his vegan mm. days, and he consumed... You know, to be totally Lord, honest, non-vegan product, non-vegan product. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> if they did that. Would you be surprised? No. Like, you know, we cover the beans in cheese, right? The cheese. It's not vegan. You said the word cheese a lot of times. I did. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because there's a lot of cheese on that food. <laughs> Let me say this about your review. I, you know, grew up in Springfield with you and we went. I think the last time I went to Mexican Villa was probably 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And after that, I never wanted to go back. But your review gave me the courage to eat it whenever it was served at my school this week. Yes. So thank you for that. It was served at my school as well. So I had Mexican Villa food at school twice. And then later in that messaging back and forth with Colin, we resolved to have lunch together on Saturday. And you know where we went? (laughs) Mexican Villa Comida. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The taco salad's dope. It's so good. We went right when they opened. It was a little, the show was a little stale. I think it was from the day before. We have one more Jonathan Franzen's mm-hmm. correction. This comes in the form of a voice memo that was emailed to me. Yes, from Holland, previous guest who was going to ask a question and then got cut off by an intruder into our podcast. Oh, was that whenever Chad Chadshaw stopped by? That's right. I heard. I heard about that. Did Pretty you, wild. Did you see my mom, our mom's reaction to oh Chad? Chad? No, you didn't because you no, weren't there. No, I didn't. She was crying because she thought he was so entertaining. <laughs> really? I have video of her, wow. cry, of her crying with Chad Chad. Chad. It's Finally, just, it's yes. been a long goal of mine to make Charlotte Carr cry. I think there's a lot of, well, it wasn't you. <laughs> it was Chad. I think that it has a lot to do with her knowing someone like Chad Chad Shaw for most of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Since he was a wee boy. All yes. right, so let's get into holland's correction hey guys first i just want to say that i was thrilled to be part of the 300 people who got to see you live in the pagination bookshop at arts fest the reviews were enlightening as always and the crowd was electric i'm excited to be here for this new dawn in springfield food media i just had one little quibble with your show during the review portion you made much ado of the sancho enchilada style and how it didn't translate into anything However, in Miguel de Cervantes' metafictional masterpiece Don Quixote, in which an aging nobleman engages on an epic quest to revive the knightly ideal of chivalry, even at the expense of his own mental health, the eponymous knight errant's faithful sidekick and enabler is known as Sancho Panza, and he rides a donkey, known in Spanish as a burro, and frequently depicted as comically small compared to the Don's imposing horse. Therefore, a Sancho would properly be the one who rides the burrito on a quest to restore a romantic fantasy that never actually existed in order to help an old man live his dream of rescuing damsels from windmills and forestall the banal modernization of the Spanish Renaissance. It's such a shame that in a bookstore, no less, and live, Daniel the Punmaster Howell and Andrew the Teacher Carr missed not only an important literary reference, but one with donkey-related entendres. 
Sure, it was written in Spanish, and sure, maybe stabbing windmills with lenses isn't something that appeals to everyone, but, Dandrew Carwell, you got called out! And that's all I had to say. Great show overall. See you guys later. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much, Holland. Just roasted by <laughs> Holland. <laughs> you know, I, I I also wanted to interrupt to say that that was a character from Don Quixote, uh-huh. but that's all I was going to say was those five words. That's a character from Don Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So that was a lot more fun. <laughs> no, I very much appreciate that correction with all the context. You know, if Holland wants to call in and correct us on anything, feel welcome. And those were voice memos sent to our email, literally anything at springfoodpod.com. And that is, I, I told Holland that they could send <laughs> to that address. And that is the email literally the that I got. <laughs> no, it's actually literally anything at springfoodpod.xyz. We have it set up where it's a catch-all. So anything uh-huh. at springfoodpod.com or XYZ will go to our inbox. Try Catch all at Spring Food yeah. Pod XYZ. <laughs> Try tacos, good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something else we need to talk about. We at the live show did not address very purposefully some of the issues surrounding covering Mexican Villa, and we may be making a mistake by addressing it now. <laughs> How do we even talk about this? They were a whites-only restaurant. Is uh, the issue. <laughs> one of the few here in town that's yes. still open uh, i believe when, in when did that when did that end 1964 okay lbj right it was in the bio thanks for listening <laughs> Sorry. <to the> show. <laughs> he did that right after uh forrest gump told him he had to pee oh <laughs> i came into possession of this document it was a study done by the springfield chamber of commerce i believe in 1958 where someone called a hundred Springfield businesses and asked, do you serve um, black people? Basically, they use different language because, you know, people use different language back then. And it would just say yes or no. And sometimes there would be caveats. Sometimes sometimes there would be these very specific scenarios in which they would, which was also disturbing. Yeah. But uh, it was just a no for, well, they were, they were old Mexico at the time, but it was just a no. There was also no for tailors. And we definitely would have talked about that when back when we covered tailors, had we known but we were just kind of wrestling with how to talk about that, whether to talk about it. We pretty quickly decided that, yes, it's a part of the history. It needs to be talked about. But we also decided that we were going to counteract it, sort of, or at least counteract it in a certain way by covering the place we're covering today, which we'll get to. But I just wanted to make it clear that when we gave our ratings, we were reviewing the food and our experience uh, eating it this time and i we have heard from some people who said that they're just not going to eat there anymore and i totally respect that and think it's a reasonable choice it's a pretty dark history for which they have not they have not addressed it nor have they apologized for it in any way so maybe some people don't think they need to that kind of thing everybody has their own opinion but it's all valid i kind of feel the same way about the uh main location there on national and bennett Uh as that was the only one open Mm -hmm. at the time so it's literally the grounds on which those crimes were committed. Yeah. Also, I don't know that the Mexican Villa sit down restaurants are all that good. So it's not a huge loss for me. I mean, not that that should even really factor into it, but yeah. And the people that that perpetrated that again, it was normal at the time, which doesn't excuse it at all, but you know, it was legal and normal when it was happening. 
and it's not it's literally not the same people running the restaurant now it's that man's children i i would appreciate some acknowledgement you know that that that's sure. all oh yeah absolutely i guess that's all we have to say about it we just felt like we needed to mention it beyond just in the bio well and you know we thought we'd be a little cheeky by doing mexican villa on cinco de mayo yeah and not mentioning cinco de mayo at all <laughs> um a made-up mexican holiday for well it's not a, made a very up. much made up it's more of a co-opted and misunderstood holiday it's a celebration of a a battle in a war that was lost in mexico in mexico and why people have taken it and make it made it something completely different it's basically like a celebration of drinking margaritas um which is not what that holiday was well and it originally intended as but Much yeah. like that holiday, <laughs> <laughs> white people have co-opted Mexican food via Mexican villa and uh, yeah. Americanized it. And the only part that doesn't match is the margaritas because unfortunately they're not served there. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that at the show too. And that brings us <laughs> to some other things we forgot. No margaritas. Mm-mm. Weird. They serve bunches of beer. Bunches B- of beer. Yeah, no, a I picked a that bundle. Word. <laughs> is there a bar at all? I think there is a bar at the Mexican villa original but it's not one that you would like sit at and hang out mm. it's weird that they don't serve margaritas they should they probably make a killing if they did whatever also we left out one of the most important things that we ate arguably the best thing we ate which yeah, was sopapillas sopapillas they were so awesome yeah they we were, were so excited to talk about how good they were they were rich buttery dense and delicious they weren't that dense the dough was dense but then they were very airy on the inside Oh, so they were man. soft sopapillas? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, Jeffrey, sopapilla, that means little pillow, right? <laughs> Am I right on that? <laughs> I don't, I don't All right. Think so. I'm getting confirmation right now from Jeffrey. It seems that that does, in fact, mean little pillow, as I said at dinner many times. Dan is asking Jeffrey for this information because Jeffrey speaks many languages. And I think the first non-English language that you learned was Spanish. But you say that's the one you're best with now, or is it French? No, Spanish. Spanish? Yeah. Yes. You've taught Spanish and French to people younger than you, <laughs> students. That is true. People older than you, maybe. <laughs> and you've spent a significant amount of time in both Mexico and Spain. And Ecuador. And Ecuador, which is a big part of the reason that we wanted to have you on for this episode. It probably would have been smarter to have you know someone from one of those countries on. <laughs> yes. Talk about this place. But Absolutely. also, you've been there, and we are in Springfield, Missouri, looking to talk about the authenticity of uh, a certain taco truck, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a second, but we're not quite there yet because you have one more Mexican <laughs> villa thing. <laughs> we almost said this on the show, but then got derailed by a tangent, if you can believe that. Mm. We're talking about the taco salad, and the second time I got it, it had black olives and a garnish. A, a full, yeah, the garnish <laughs> was a just a full green onion. Yeah. A full green onion was just on like a top. stick. Yes. Yeah. It was the thumbnail that we used for the podcast episode. So you yeah. can go back through your feed and see said green onion stick. It's much like a uh, the one that Farfetch'd the Pokemon would use <laughs> as a weapon. Mm. Great <laughs> reference good. point. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you go on Twitter, you will see me Don't. going to war with <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Don't go on Twitter. I think it's a bad movie. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the restaurant that we're covering today, which is I Love Tacos, Taqueria. 
Aldo and Yenny Vasquez met in 1999 in Monette, Missouri. They had both grown up in Mexico and they had been, in their words, surrounded by tacos. The couple moved to Springfield in 2004. Aldo worked as a truck driver and he often passed the time on long drives dreaming of running his own business. Also, on trips to the West Coast, Aldo noticed a trend that hadn't yet made its way to the Midwest. Food trucks at truck stops. So when the Flying J Travel Plaza opened near the Vasquez's Springfield home in August of 2016, Aldo had a business idea he thought could work. When I first heard about I Love Tacos, I wondered how a food truck could survive all the way out there in the barren wastelands of northwestern Springfield. Of course, as is often the case, I was dumb and wrong. Here's some context for just how good Aldo's idea was, at least on paper. Pilot Flying J is the biggest chain of truck stops in the country and one of the most reputable for career travelers. The company employs 25,000 people and does about $22 billion of business a year. The Springfield Flying J is immensely popular and profitable, bringing the state of Missouri about $3 million a year in tax revenue. That means tens of thousands of drivers pull off I-44 to take a break from the road. Certainly, a substantial fraction of those people bring an appetite with them, and there are only really a few options nearby. A Wendy's and Auntie Anne's and a humble yellow trailer selling authentic handmade Mexican food out of a window. I know which one of those I'd find most appealing if I were out there, you know, making the long haul. Aldo and Nini Vasquez opened their business in October of 2016, just two months after the Flying Jays opening. They called the truck I love tacos because it was true. They loved tacos. They also serve burritos, quesadillas, tamales, tortas, and gringas. More on those later. But the Bosquez specialty is tacos, street tacos, specifically tacos made with tortillas small enough to be folded and held in one hand. Inside those tiny tortillas, you'll usually find a chopped meat and garnish, onions, cilantro, salsa, that kind of thing. And if you're lucky, they'll throw in a lime. And let me tell you, at I Love Tacos, you're definitely gonna get lucky. Jeffrey had to grow up with jokes like that all the time. <laughs> From you and dad. <laughs> wow. So Jeffrey, tell us about uh, when you discovered I Love Tacos. Well, actually, I have a friend who works at Expedia which is the office is right by the old airport, uh-huh. which is close to where I Love Tacos is. This is a friend. I had an internship with her in Mexico um, several years ago. And she said, the tacos are just like Mexico. I didn't go there until um, we moved out to that area. We live about five minutes from I Love Tacos. And so the day that we moved to our new house over there, we got a bunch of tacos and brought them to all the people who um, helped us move. Yeah, and I remember. Yes. Yes. And for me, going to the trailer and the food, just the whole experience of it, it really reminds me of Mexico a lot. 
The authentic tacos are not my favorite food ever, but it really reminds me of Mexico. And so it's really special for me in that way. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I've also been to Mexico and uh, had <laughs> a few tacos. I've been to Mexico with you. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. Maybe every time that I've been, the mm, all, all I think three, two maybe? times. Two out of three? Two, I think. I certainly had my fair share of tacos there in old Mexico. <laughs> The land south of the United States. Are, you you know? think, are we trying to stretch this out? <laughs> Somebody, this is taking a long time. Did you like read my body language to fill time or something? Is that what happened? You don't need to do that. We're doing okay. Yeah. These these podcasts are really long already. So, <laughs> Dad, our dad said, can you make them like 20 minutes? <laughs> it's like so you can get through them in a drive. You might have said 30. Like, I agree. Like, no, well, no. If you, <laughs> I like them. I like them long. For him and for me, we can get through it driving to work and driving right. home from work, but not in one of those uh -huh. legs. So, well, what you do is just wear an earbud anytime you're doing anything. That's that's what you I do. Start him in the shower. Yeah, I want you. I want you talking in my ear anytime I'm doing anything. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people do have me in their ear while they're doing stuff. It's weird. So, uh, to describe the ambiance of I love tacos, I. I wrote a little, wrote a little screenplay. Oh, wow. oh no! Here we go. <laughs> Exterior dusk, the Flying J truck stop. Light rain falls into gray puddles on gravel. It's a Wednesday. A youngish white man approaches in a dented 2011 Prius, dented because he bought it that way, used and never had it fixed. He wears a dark blue dress shirt and thin khakis with pant legs clearly too short because I'm just Jeffrey's so frustrated already. <laughs> He's been putting up with this for yes. so long in his life. Is, I just keep just keep going. It's okay. Okay. He wears a dark blue dress shirt and thin khakis with pant legs clearly too short because Mina at Mina's alterations hemmed them up too high. And he finds her too scary and mean to say anything about it. And so rather than briefly conflict with a craftsperson over a service misrendered, the man decided to... Okay, that was about 30 seconds about your pants. <laughs> We're not done. The man decided to keep those short pant legs and walk around looking like a dingus a couple days a week for years. <laughs> this small, emasculated man parks in the gravel, opens his door, and immediately realizes he parked right next to an enormous puddle, and so closes his door and finds a new parking spot much further away. He saunters from his car towards I Love Tacos Taqueria, a bright yellow food truck across the way. A large, imitation-covered porch sits in front of the truck, offering shelter from the light rain, as well as a couple aged tables. Through the windows of the truck, we see at least four workers hustling hard, grilling meats, building burritos, taking call-in orders. The man admires for a moment and then walks forward to pick up his call-in order. Glad we had time for all that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So if anyone listening has never been to a restaurant before, <laughs> now you know what it's like. Well, the point is, it's right in the middle of a gravel parking lot. <laughs> I, I will say with this. an awning. Yes. And that, that parking lot always has puddles. I think there's like a natural spring under it or something. <laughs> there are always puddles there. Yeah, the hot springs of Northwest Springfield. <laughs> I like to park in puddles. Cleans the tires. Let's go ahead and get into our food. We're going to start with our non-taco entrees. Because, you know, they don't just love tacos, despite the name. Well, I mean, maybe they only love the tacos. Oh. And the rest of the stuff they, like, tolerate mm -hmm. and 
you know, prepare, serve it, but they, they just don't love it. Sure. It's not where their heart's at. I picked up an order and brought it to my brother and his wonderful wife and children's home. Oh, Jeffrey, you're the... I'm, I, I'm the brother. You, and you're the father of these two... <laughs> and I'm the father of the kids Nephews that, I keep and, hearing yes, about. Oh, he okay. Yeah. About. I'm just yes. now putting this all together. Mm-hmm. Yes. We really need to get to this review. <laughs> I got a chicken torta. What's a torta? A turtle. But it's not a turtle, right? It doesn't mean turtle? doesn't mean torta? Torta doesn't mean turtle? No. What's it mean? Now, this means it's tiny a pillow. What does torta mean, though? <laughs> it's a sandwich. That's what it means? Yes. It has nothing to do with turtle? Sometimes it can be a cake. <laughs> but, like, if you order a torta, it's a sandwich. I, for some reason, thought it meant turtle. Tortuga. <laughs> Tortuga. <laughs> wow. So, that's a whole joke from oh, our last man. episode that... Wow. Apparently crashed and burned that I thought was really funny. Yeah, we'll get the timestamp on that and uh, just go ahead and snip that out. <laughs> All right. My main order was a chicken torta. A torta in Mexico is a sandwich on a roll, and they come in basically any imaginable permutation. Hot, cold, grilled, toasted, ungrilled, untoasted. My chicken torta came ungrilled and untoasted on an airy, light, ovoid roll. Remember when we were trying to figure out how to describe something like an oval? Turns out the right word is ovoid. <laughs> The crust layer was very thin, and the interior had some sweetness, almost like a King's Hawaiian roll or something like that. It was a big roll, but not dense at all, which is very important because during no bite did the bread overpower the flavor of the sandwich fillings. When I first gazed upon the chicken, I thought perhaps I had mistakenly received pork or something else due to the small cubic nature of the pieces and their reddish hue. However, upon closer inspection (laughs) by my tongue, (laughs) I determined that the chunks were in fact... My requested poultry. This is so much harder with Jeffrey. (laughs) I'm just sorry. I'm just rolling my eyes and looking at the ceiling and (laughs) trying to find something else to do during the rambling. It's like just a constant reminder that this is so stupid. (laughs) What do you call a doctor house after he's uh, been on the beach, got a nice little sunburn? Reddish hue. Oh, my God. Please continue. Very good. I love it. Uh, those chunks were, in fact, my requested poultry, seasoned so thoroughly and wonderfully that they'd taken on a new color. Chicken was tender, juicy, bursting with uh, seasoned flavor. Great chicken. On top of that, chicken was shredded lettuce and uh, full-sized circular tomato slices. And underneath... Now, listen close here, Dan, because you're going to like this. Underneath was not one, but two thick pickle slices which took on a sort of jalapeno quality. Probably brined with jalapenos, if I had to guess. Could they be pickled jalapenos? Uh, you maybe, just but they seemed... They, no, I don't think so. I think they have they those pickle cucumber. ridges? Oh, yeah, okay. I think they're a cucumber. Ordinarily, I don't be pickling, but these weren't <laughs> your jarred Vlasics. They were pretty special pickles. They gave the sandwich bite a distinct crunch and flavor, and the sandwich would have tasted quite different without them. Did you get to try uh, one of those pickles, Dan? You know, I didn't get to wrap my mouth around a torta. Uh, nothing I had was served with the pickles. Uh, but that sounds great. A pretty special pickle. Nice PSP. Mm-hmm. I, I would definitely go for that next time. Yeah, you should. You, I think you'd really like it. Jeff, do you have the pickles? No. What did you have? <laughs> <laughs> this um, is what his text messages are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty concise. Um, I got a. At least one of you. Is. I think you brought me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So I was telling Dan earlier about how I'll send Jeffrey a really long text, and Jeffrey will send back like, "Yes, 
no, okay, <laughs> or even just K. Oh man, somewhere in the middle of both of you is a very normal person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's too true. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think you brought me a steak burrito this time. Yes, Andy c- comes to my house. You know, probably once a month, sometimes twice a month, to bring us dinner because it's we have a one year old and a three year old, and it's kind of hard to take them out to like a sit-down restaurant. So we really appreciate that whenever he does that for us. But yeah, I'd do it for you. Yeah, it's, right. it's well, basically it's because you do it. Want to hang out with no, he, he just does it to play with the boys. Yeah. But that's that's just, you know, like an added bonus for yeah. us too. So. I like to think if he didn't have children, I might come over like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Certainly wouldn't bring food though. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't remember what it was like not having children anymore. So yeah. It rules. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I love it. <laughs> yeah, because you get to just see our really cool kids whenever you want mm-hmm. to. So, <laughs> so you brought me a steak burrito, and it comes in just a flour tortilla, which is not—it's not the most utilized tortilla in Mexico, a flour tortilla. But um, it had rice, refried beans, cheese, onion, cilantro, and steak chunks in it, and I love this burrito. It's just as big as like a Chipotle burrito yeah. or a Qdoba burrito, but it's three dollars cheaper. Six dollars and, and seventy five yeah. cents. It tastes way it, to me. It tastes yeah. way better. Oh yeah, you you can't really find something like that in Mexico very easily unless yeah. you're in like a tourist destination. Uh-huh. But it still tastes more authentic. Like the ingredients still right. remind me of Mexico. Yeah. So that's what I had. It was delicious. That's what I get most of the time whenever um, we go there. I didn't order that for the longest time. Even though my wife asked me many times, why don't you try the burrito? It's really good. And I said, no, no, no. (laughs) And usually this happens nine times out of 10 when she wants me to try a new food. I tried it one time and loved it. Now I don't get anything else. So (laughs) thanks again for another great suggestion, honey. (laughs) His wife's name is Honey. Her name is Sarah. (laughs) Let me explain to you how comedy works, Jeffrey. (laughs) I also had the burrito. What kind of meat? I got the al pastor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which I I don't know if we want to get into talking about the various meats yet, but definitely my favorite of all the meats that we had. The burrito was a great size, Mm -hmm. obviously, like Jeff mentioned. And the beans and rice therein feel like oftentimes they will over starch a burrito but the al pastor was plentiful enough and had enough marinade in it to really counterbalance all that it was delicious i think it was probably my favorite thing that i had and i had a whole lot of stuff you got a quesadilla too right i absolutely did and that was also very good i'm not mm-hmm. a big quesadilla boy i am a big boy but what kind was it it was a steak quesadilla mm, yum Figured I'd go old-fashioned. Every bite of the quesadilla is thick with sharp white cheddar that's sort of solidified around the other ingredients. There was no gooiness or pull to the cheese, really. It was already cut, so you didn't have to pull Mm. them apart. But just sort of a softened, solid mass of cheese with steak encased therein. It was so good. I know that that doesn't sound like the most appealing thing, almost a pate of cheese with bits of steak in there. Could, but Did you find yourself relating to it? 
<laughs> yes, yes, as a as a thick chunk of cheese soft, with solid mass. <laughs> yes, as a soft solid mass. <laughs> I absolutely could. It it was delicious. Just uh the really the thing that struck me was the sharpness of the cheese. I don't know yeah. if it's cheddar, but it really just like hits you in the nose. It's it's a tasty cheese. Jeffrey sent me a text when I was on my way there about to leave that said, "Make sure you get yourself a gringa." My first thought was, I did that about five years ago, bro. Okay. Are you referring to your lovely girlfriend, Lindsay? (laughs) Wow. My second thought was, is my brother trying to recommend a Mel Gibson movie he only half remembers? No. Wow. You are because you just on a roll. I've this never way. heard. I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> I think it's called The Gringo. It's get, it's get uh, the Gringo. Get the Gringo. Got it. Uh, get him to the Gringo. <laughs> My third thought was, oh, well, Gringo must be some sort of menu item available at local food truck. I love tacos, sure. taqueria, and my sure. brother's suggesting that, that I order that item. It turns out that when you know it, my third thought was correct. A Gringo wow. is a pastor taco grilled like a quesadilla. That obviously sounds fantastic. However. Upon opening the large size styrofoam container containing the gringa, it quickly became apparent that this was not, in fact, a pastor taco grilled like a quesadilla, but rather more like a quesadilla filled like a taco. A burrito-sized tortilla stuffed with meat, onions, and cilantro, then folded and browned up real good on the griddle, and finally sliced twice into three acute triangles. Yes, those slices were acute, but gentlemen, they were decidedly not cute. Pause for laughter. Just pause. (laughs) (laughs) With love, I say that this gringa was a greasy mess. You could have filled a kiddie pool with the pork grease this thing was dripping. Fortunately, I love greasy pork. It wasn't even that fatty either. Uh, Nice, only slightly chewy texture. Seasoned a little, but nothing over the top. Despite being billed as pastor, there were no pineapples present, which is fine because it's course chef although clearly knows more about this stuff than i do and it was delicious the copious thin sliced onions and cilantro gave the gringa an added freshness to the taste that i quite appreciated i'd fold up a slice dip it in that spicy salsa and just bask in that mess of flavor the gringa is yet another dish i probably never would have tried if not for this show and even more so if not for the recommendation of an esteemed colleague brother and friend (laughs) Jeffrey W. Carr. Thanks, Jeffrey, for all you do for the community. The community meaning just me tasting good things. You're welcome. <laughs> this is so different with Jeffrey here, Dan. <laughs> I, you know, I'm glad you cleared all that up because whenever you text me about the gringa, I was really afraid. I was like, why is Andy calling Lindsay a greasy <laughs> mess? <laughs> I would never. I would call myself that and wonder why she would be around someone who is a greasy mess like me, but I would never say that about her. You do dab yourself She's with paper towels hygienic. a lot. Mm, I, no, I should dab myself with paper towels a lot, and yet I do not. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about those salsas. There's a green one and a red one. I believe the red one is spicier, and the green one is more mild salsa. Yeah, the green one means go. Red one means stop. <laughs> The green one to me tastes like it's made of like green tomatoes, like uh-huh. tomatillos. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. And I really like that one a lot. That one was delicious I, and mm-hmm. pretty spicy mm-hmm. on its own. I, I uh, expect yeah. less out of a mild salsa, but this one delivered. Mm-hmm. I love the red salsa. 
the spicy one is just like the perfect heat level for me. A little intense for me. I liked it a lot. And my only complaint is not enough in those little containers. But then again, I ate like a monster. I also got two tamales with my order. So I got three tacos, two tamales. But you got to tell you, not an insubstantial mm-hmm. amount of food. That's I know I used a double negative. Yeah. It's a lot of food is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Every time I've asked, they've always given me more salsas there. Oh, yeah. So uh, That's good. I should have asked. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> tamales are like real authentic tamales. Uh, they're served still steaming in the corn husk. That outer layer... The cornmeal masa is rich, dense, and moist from the steam. It has a cakey texture, kind of falls apart in your mouth, which is like a lovely sensation. When you peel off the husk, it leaves an imprint on the masa, and it looks really cool. The chicken and pork inside are the same as in the other dishes. I got a chicken tamale and a pork oh. tamale, which is to say the chicken's pretty good, and the pork is awesome. Uh, definitely one of the very best authentic style tamales you can get in town. And when you dip it in that spicy salsa... It's a whole nother level. I, I love it so much. It was so tasty. Love those tamales. Love that salsa. You, you might have noticed that we, we left something out here. There's something important that we haven't talked about. Oh, let's see. We got to your screenplay about the, <laughs> the pants. Taco no, no, no. That was about his pants. Oh, yeah. The, the pants. <laughs> no, we got that through was about all that. What, tacos. what are we missing? <laughs> it's a character piece. <laughs> I mentioned far-fetched. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Seems like there's something that we love that we forgot to mention. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. know. I can't remember. Let's just wrap up the show. Let's wrap about. up the episode. Dan, I think when you went, you got five little somethings. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sorry. The looks on Jeffrey's face when I do this dumb stuff I always do just kill me. These are the faces I make whenever I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Disgust. speaking of dumb things we do on a near weekly basis, <laughs> this week I felt I had to exercise after all that Mexican villa. Mm-hmm. Exercise the dedict, yeah! that is. Uh, um, what's the Spanish word for dedict? <laughs> this is your chance to just make it up. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to sound something like Andy just did. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I'd rather not. That's right, folks. I exercise the dedict because as this place is called, I love tacos. I, of course, had to get the tacos, baby. Which tacos did you get? I tried pert near every taco they had. I got the asada. I got the pollo. And I got the pastor. You didn't get the lengua? I did not get the oh, lengua. Oh, man. I also tried all three main tacos, Dan. Let's run, let's run them down. We already talked about how good the pastor is. Tender, greasy, fatty, a little sweet. Absolutely. Those tortillas are soft, and they have a lot of flavor. I think maybe they probably grill the tortillas before they put them on the, before they put the filling in, right? Yeah, we're talking a single corn tortilla. Mm-hmm. Fairly good size for a street taco, yeah. really. It's, they're, you know, they're still like three to four bites. You hold them in your hand. Absolutely. Yeah. The pastor, as I already said, was definitely my favorite. It's got a delicious sweet marinade around some shredded pork. I had the same problem. I thought that the chicken at first was the pork because of the reddish hue. I think the pastor is the only meat that didn't suffer from a little dryness. 
because of that marinade. I mean, they do have a salsa up there that comes standard with every order. Two salsas, that is. So mm-hmm. Dose you salsas? Can, yeah, dose salsas. <laughs> you can wet your taco as you see fit. But the pastor, I think, is the only one that served as is is already perfect as far as a dryness level goes. Uh-huh. I really liked the moisture there. Yeah. Yeah, those are really good. The kind of meat that they use in Mexico is just trimmings and it's like, you know, on a spit. Yeah, like on the, uh, yeah, yeah. Something I always like to see whenever I'm there is, you know, they shave it off with like a huge knife. Absolutely. They catch it in the taco and then they like lop off a piece of pineapple and catch that in the taco. That rules. They, like, they catch all the ingredients in the taco and then hand it to you. I was really afraid actually that pineapple was going to come on it because I yeah. wanted to split all these with my lovely dime piece of a girlfriend. But unfortunately, while her looks, smarts, basically everything else are a 10 out of 10, her belly, I'd I'd give it a 9 out of 10 because it can't process (laughs) pineapple pineapple for some reason. A a lot of different tropical fruits she has trouble with. And I was very afeard that Mm. it would come with pineapple on it. And I would say, sorry, babe, this one's all for me. Just (laughs) shove it into my face. (laughs) Yeah, the pastor usually comes with pineapple and i think we've had it there with pineapple a couple times maybe Mm. but i don't don't know know. i love the try that they did of the pineapple i just Mm. love that mix of the sweet and savory you get with the pineapple pastor i would bet that there's some pineapple in the marinade could be yeah when i told you to get the gringa to me a gringa is just a pastor taco with cheese on it um so they do a little bit differently yeah i love tacos but it's just as delicious or more i love gringas (laughs) yeah they're (laughs) the food <laughs> okay i'm not always joking <clears throat> sorry sorry to interrupt dan go ahead no no that was all i had oh, to i'm say. sorry are you apologizing <laughs> for interrupt we don't do that here <laughs> i forbid you to apologize for interrupting <laughs> from here on out okay how about that pollo pollo moist and tender had that same reddish shoe and zip as the chicken and the torta obviously a little bit more concentrated flavor it was sure. very tasty yeah really enjoyed it these are all grilled on like a flat top Mm -hmm. you get a good amount of texture from the browning on all of them it's just very delicious stuff Uh uh-huh and the steak i'm gonna confess that i don't think i gave the steak a fair shot i think they might have had a bad batch or something because mine was dry and chewy it wasn't seasoned really just tasted like that drained unseasoned hamburger meat our mom used to make when she made tacos but also, I had it on my second visit, and I just remembered Jeffrey's steak burrito from a couple nights before, and it looked way better. So I'm just going to like give him a mulligan on that one, because everybody has a bad day. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really enjoy my steak taco, I, I kind of agree with you. I thought it was a little dry and chewy. I did think it was nice and flavorful, but I got a steak taco on the same visit as my steak quesadilla, and uh-huh. I found the quesadilla was much more delicious i think it's probably just my least likely to choose again in taco form at least so far right because there is of course one more thing left for us to review jeffrey bought a special for us today and we saved it for last because it has its own theme song testing and testing with dan my friend testing and testing could be a new trend testing and testing tried with onions the part of the that's right we're gonna eat some tripe (laughs) tripe tacos (laughs) it's not actually intestine but it is part of the digestive system of the cow it is stomach oh the song says pig i guess we better not play the song (laughs) 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 stomach tacos they look 
really good. Yeah. You can kind of see the the texture looks a little different on the outside than the rest of the meats that we tried, but uh, chewy. It's also very greasy. Kind of like a fatty cut of meat, but a real soft fat mm-hmm. that just kind of continually melts and greases up and reminds me a lot of the worst pork belly (laughs) yeah like a like a pork belly that got wet somehow Mm -hmm. which Uh, in the purest sense it is pork belly i suppose so from a cow (laughs) (laughs) cow belly oh my gosh is that what pork belly is no i think pork belly is like uh just a fattier cut of bacon basically Jeffrey got us two tacos. Um, little did he know <laughs> yeah. we only needed two thirds of one. <laughs> I, well, I I knew I didn't really want any of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I texted Jeffrey a few minutes too late, asked him to get us one trap and one lengua. He'd already ordered because I didn't get to try the lengua. But oh well, you know, I, as much as I love tongue in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and Jeffrey. We didn't talk about this. You call him Jeff. I do call him Jeff. Me and Jeff go back just as far, if not farther, than uh, you and I. I I feel like I knew Jeffrey much better than you at a much earlier age. We were in youth together, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, whatever came before youth. I'm sure there was some name for it. Yes. Zygote. I remember. (laughs) Yes. You You are fraternal twins. No, I remember. Surprise! (laughs) You acted crazy sometimes. (laughs) And you acted frustrated yeah. with my behavior sometimes. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> well, as I was starting to say, derailed us. Surprise, surprise. Daniel and Jeffrey, how many truck stop taco shops would you rate? I love tacos. Taqueria. Let's oh. taqueria amongst ourselves real quick. <laughs> okay. okay. Yesterday, <laughs> I had three different people say, oh, are you going to say give them something to talk about? To which my response was, probably not now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish I would have come up with that. Those seem like some pretty funny people. <laughs> Lindsay, my mom, and Colin all made that joke. Wow. So, well, I, I might have said something like that, but uh, since three other people did it for me, I was like, eh, I better come up with my own material. Yeah, that's a large percentage. <laughs> that, that paid off. Pay dividends. Jeffrey, that right choice. now you're giving me a sort of sense memory back to those old days <laughs> with the frustration that's uh, leaking out of your pores. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I'm having, a, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. Why, why don't you rate the tacos first? I think you have the uh, longest um, history well, with them. Maybe just more. I would say four. I really like this place a lot and I like all of their food. It's just compared to all the food in the world that I eat, it's not my absolute favorite, so I'm not going to give it a five, but I will give it a four. Nice. I dig that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go 4.5, probably only because I gave El Taco a four last week, and this is so much better it's than better. El Taco. Really, yeah. I should probably amend my El Taco to a 3.5. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and amend yep. it to a 3.5 because <laughs> this is just so good. So like, our official El Taco and community reviews are now four for me, 3.5 for Dan. Yeah. Those are official. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go no, change absolutely. the wiki. Yeah. Kids. Change our wiki, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah easily the some of the best tacos i've had in town Mm -hmm. i would go again despite it being i think like 350 miles away from my house yeah yeah (laughs) or 10 
Probably ten. Ten to three hundred and fifty miles away. A full twenty minutes yeah. to get to get home. Oh yeah, you got to yeah. take the Rachel Ray bag for these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to secure the bag for these. I'm with you, Dan. Four point five for me. As far as I know, this is probably the best street taco in Springfield. Not that I've tried a bunch. Yeah. But I really, really like this. And I look forward to the next time I bring them over to uh, see the boys mm. and, you know, say a couple words to Jeffrey and Sarah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you mostly just, like, fall asleep. <laughs> it like, takes, a, takes a night nap. Yes. Yes. Just a little <laughs> evening nap. So, four out of f- 4.5 out of 5 truck stop taco shops from me. You know, guys, I just got so into tacos these last couple of weeks and um, I couldn't stop tacoing about them. Okay. I also, <laughs> I felt like I need to do a little singing about them as well. It's called I Love Tacos and clearly they love tacos. We love tacos. Mostly everybody loves tacos. And you know, I I don't discriminate between tacos. I just feel like I needed to get that sentiment out into the world. So wow. here we go. We were worried. This brand new song is called I Love Every Taco. Okay. <laughs> you were uh, <laughs> very excited about this, uh, judging by the text that you sent me. And uh, I, I got to say, bravo. I, I loved it. I, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Should I? I'm going to send it to Taylor Swift. She, she'll cover it. Yeah. It's like a radio jam. I, I, I agree. Look what you made her do. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to test out a new segment today. When we have guests, we're going to try and do this if we remember, which, let's face it, probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Last Meal. Funny bit. So if Jeffrey, you were on uh, death row. The Green Mile. About to go under the Reaper's scythe, as it were. Capital punishment. And you got to pick one more meal. Made of only items you could get in Springfield. A drink, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. What would those items be? Well, first of all, this segment is weird. Thank you. <laughs> I sent Jeffrey ideas. Bad even. <laughs> I sent Jeffrey an idea, some ideas for things we were doing, and his response was, that's real weird. <laughs> My response yes. was, have you listened to the show? <laughs> anyway, yeah. last meal. I think for the drink, probably just a good red wine. I've had some like at... Ocean's End and the Apiary, um, different places. Just let Sarah pick. No, I pick it. She likes white wine, so she'll well, be there. She's gonna be watch. There. Okay, <laughs> great. Wow. Um, the just app- a lush right till the mm. end. <laughs> Needs that little nip. <laughs> Mom's gonna love this. Mm, she is. <laughs> mm. Um, for the appetizer, I would choose the pomfret from the oh. Apiary. Ooh, great one. Yes, delicious. And for the entree, I would choose the macadamia nut chicken from Ocean's Inn. Another wow. great one. Mm-hmm. And for the dessert, I would choose a chocolate croissant from Neighbor's Mill. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not local. Pick again. <laughs> <laughs> I know the owners, they live in Springfield. I'll also choose a wine uh, from a vineyard here in the Ozarks, please. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm just making McDonald's apple pie since the franchise owners of that place live here, too. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> the Strauss family. Uh, no, wait. Those are the ones that don't Dairy Queen, but it doesn't matter. I mean, pretty much any dessert at the aviary is also good. I'm messing with you. Chocolate, croissant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great picks. Well, I hope you don't go on death row, Jeffrey. <laughs> Hope you never wind up there. Hmm. Do you know? Do you know what you would pick? Um, no, actually, oh, okay. we'll probably save that for too bad. sometime when we're super desperate for content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm parched. Why am I so thirsty? Well, it probably started whenever you took several minutes to talk about the pants <laughs> that you were wearing <laughs> in your screenplay. <laughs> Dan, can you go get me some water? Jeez, you and your water. You want to tap or filter? Come on, man. You know I want filtered. We don't line the Culligan man's pockets for nothing. Why don't you go get around to the table? Jeffrey, did you, did you get anything for mom for Mother's Day? I got her some reprints of like old family photos, but with you photoshopped out <laughs> of them. <laughs> Pretty thoughtful gift, honestly. Oh, uh, hey, thanks, Dan. Not a problem at all. Got to keep my boys' tongues nice and wet. That's, yeah. Weird. <laughs> <sighs> that Culligan quench. Well, I guess we better wrap up the... Sh- uh, my throat. Dan. I, I can't. Dan. Uh, Dan. Do something. What? He does this all the time. He turns purple all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe a little more purple uh, than normal. What does that even mean what's going on why is he doing that could have something to do with the arsenic i slipped into his water arsenic andy's allergic to arsenic deathly allergic to arsenic wait you killed my brother i kind of liked him sometimes i guess 
I mean, he was my only and therefore favorite sibling. Yeah, it just got to be kind of a nuisance. Him being so derogatory and nitpicky all the time, bringing our iTunes rating down. Figure the show will be better if I just host it myself. Mm, good call. Yeah, he's definitely had it coming for a while, almost 33 years at this point. Hey, you didn't poison any of the other water glasses, right? Oh, no way. You're a good guy in my book, Jeff. Ooh, geez. Actually, seeing Andy there gasping for life has got my mouth dry as a bone. I could really get my tongue wet if you know what I'm saying. Ugh, what is wrong with you? Keep going, Dan. The more you have now, the less thirsty you'll be later. <laughs> That's a great point. Oh, wait. My my throat. I can't. <sighs> Finally, the tower to myself. Everything went just as planned. I poisoned the Colligan drug, knowing how much Andy loves water. But I also knew he would need double the poison because of the abnormally high concentration of beans in his body. So I casually mentioned to Dan Andy's allergy to arsenic and planted a one-star review in iTunes to manipulate Dan into poisoning Andy too. So Andy got double poisoned. And Dan just got single poisoned. But for some reason, Dan died faster? C'est la vie. Or should I say, c'est la death. Anyway, this is my podcast now. I'm changing the name to Jeffrey's Dry Toast Hour. Every week, I'll be reviewing a different brand of bread as dry toast. Tune in next week to hear about Market Pantry Whole Week. See you next Tuesday, breadheads. Hey! Thanks for listening to Jeffrey's Dry Toast Hour. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to support my podcast, you can. Visit support.jeffreysdrytoasthour.xyz. That's support.jeffreysdrytoasthour.xyz. Thanks for the money. Springfield Media. Dry Toast Hour. The original toaster was invented in 1893 by Albert Marsh. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Jeffrey's Dry Toast Hour, America's number three hour-long podcast about dry toast. I'm your to host <laughs> Jeffrey Carr. For my 40th episode, I'll be covering toast made from Market Pantry 100% whole wheat bread. Market Pantry is one of the many private label brands under the umbrella of the Target Corporation, which was founded in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1902 under the name Goodfellow Dry Goods. Hey, I like the sound of that. I'm a good fellow and I like my goods dry. The company changed names and ownership several times over the years. The first store with the Target name opened in 1962, and in the 1980s the brand went nationwide going on to dominate the mid-tier retail market for the next several decades. But does Target dominate the bread market?
Market Pantry is Target's lowest echelon grocery product line, a step below the more artisanal-focused brand Archer Farms and health exploitation label Simply Balanced. MP products began shooting onto Target shelves in the year 2000, but do they hit the bullseye? Well, some customers didn't think so. So in 2016, Target revamped Market Pantry packaging to look more modern and cool. I fully support the company's decision here, because bread should definitely look as cool as bread is. Very cool. But does Market Pantry 100% whole wheat bread make toast as tasty as its packaging is cool? Sure, it's 100% whole wheat, but does this bread keep it 100? Yeah, it's for sale at the market, but should you buy it for your pantry? It's true, you buy it at Target, but is this bread on point? Sure, it's made with wheat. But is the taste when it greets your teeth neat? To be honest, I don't have much experience with Market Pantry 100% whole wheat toast. My late brother Andy used to prattle on and on about it though. He worked at Target in college and sometimes he would run through two or three loaves a week, subsiding on nothing but peanut butter toast like a gross monster or maybe more like a small child with an adult's autonomy. If he were alive to argue, he'd probably claim that he didn't have much money and an all-toast diet was economical. And hey, you know what? That actually doesn't sound too bad, but Andy was still dumb. R.I.P. MP Whole 100, that's what we call it in the biz, is a simple, cheap bread, the type you might use for a quick deli sandwich, strictly a perfunctory food-for-fuel situation. But you know what we always say, cheap bread can make good toast. Let's pop it in the toaster and see for ourselves. Or, you know, I'll see for myself and report back to you. As loyal listeners recall, when it comes to the length of toasting, on JDTH, we have a few rules of thumb. Or rules of toast. (laughs) To get your bread cooked to that ideal level of dryness without immolation. First, if it smells, you can tell. When your nose hairs catch that nascent burning scent, pop that toast. But I do try to be sympathetic with my olfactorily impaired listeners. So of course there's a second method, and that's the one we'll be using today, since this obviously isn't a smell cast. (laughs) Here's how it works. Count down, three, two, toast, and press down the spring. Then look at the back of your bread package and read aloud the list of ingredients at a normal, natural pace. When you finish reading, pop that toast! It works no matter what bread you're toasting. Mass-produced grocery store breads take longer to toast and have more ingredients. Natural breads from local bakeries and artisans have fewer ingredients and take less time. Trust me, it's science. Just listen to my example as we toast up a smooth slice of soft brown. That's what I call wheat bread. (laughs) Three, two, toast. Whole wheat flour, water, yeast, brown sugar, wheat gluten contains 2% or less of each of the following. Mono and diglycerides, datum, ethyloxated mono and diglycerides, calcium peroxide, ascorbic acid, enzymes, soybean oil, vinegar, cultured wheat flour, monocalcium phosphate, soy lecithin, natomycin to retard spoilage, and now it's time to pop that toast. Ah, this looks great. Almost black in the middle, 
Nice crispy crust and so, so dry. Time for a bite. Wait, what the? Oh, hey, Jeff. What's up? Um, I, um... My stomach hurts. That's not normal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just hungry. Yeah, that's probably it. Or maybe my stomach hurts and I'm hungry. It's so hard to tell these days. I'm definitely hungry. Thirsty, too. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll go get us some waters. Uh, can you make it tap water? Why, dude? You know we don't line the Culligan man's pockets for nothing. Yeah, uh, you always say that. Trust me, just stick with tap this time. Um, uh, Dan, what is happening? It's, uh, it's a long story. Look, I get it. I forgive you. Whatever. Just don't tell Andy anything. He doesn't know we tried to poison him. Let's try to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, Dan, probably probably a good idea not to drink the collagen water today. I, I read an article that says just a couple of sips can cause early onset narcolepsy. You just fall asleep instantly and you don't wake up until till um uh for a week. Yeah. You don't wake up for a week. A week. Yeah, a week. Uh wait, a week? It's next Sunday now? We were just laying here in the tower the whole time and nobody did anything? Wait, if we were asleep for a week, what are you even doing here, Jeffrey? Uh, actually, I have to go. My kids are like about to wake up from a nap or something. I'll see you guys soon. I'm sure loved being on your podcast last week. Uh, Can't wait to come back. Uh, you know what? Don't don't even worry about it. What? There's like some cookie dough in front of us from no baked cookie dough. How did this get here? Do you know anything about this, Jeffrey? No. I guess we should probably just eat it. Uh, yeah. Let's try this cookie dough. Looks like I've got some just standard. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. What do you have, Dan? It looks to be a brownie batter. Oh, do you like brownie batter? I do. I prefer it over brownies, in fact. Oh, you like brownie batter on top of brownies? Wait, who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, did you get any cookie dough? Yeah. There's some right in front of you, too? <laughs> uh-huh. What a weird mystery. <laughs> yep. Well... I'm really surprised, but this is very rich. Mine's certainly battery. Yeah, this could power a whole city. Yeah, this tastes like brownie batter. Um, It's got pretty large chunks of chocolate chip in there, too. Those are nice. Yeah, mine tastes a lot like a future cookie. Anyway, didn't you say you have to leave, Jeffrey? Kids asleep or something? Yeah, I'm going now. Goodbye. Can't wait to come back on the show. See you guys. Yeah, definitely you can come back. I, I can't think of a single reason why that might be a bad idea. So how did the boys for me? Okay, bye. Such a good guy. No, he's all right. So now my birthday's coming up. My birthday's Friday. Oh, really? What is this? The uh, yeah, golden my, one? The 33rd. Oh, You're okay. right. <laughs> That's your golden birthday. Yeah, my 33rd is my golden birthday. I was born on May 31st. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a little birthday. June 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said May 33rd. <laughs> I'm having a little birthday anxiety. Can't decide where to eat for my birthday, Dan. 
you get three separate meals, you know, there's like the meal with the parents and the family, the meal with the friends, and then the meal with just me and Lindsay. I know I want one of them to be Shanghai Inn, but I can't figure out any of the other ones. Um, how about El Taco? Ooh, that's a very good one. That's more like just taking myself out. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is texting me right now, and it's just pictures of toast. I wish this were a joke. It's it's not. She just sent a SpongeBob <laughs> gif of toast or jif if you're nasty. Anyway, I'm I'm really really hungry. Uh, and if it's a and if a whole week's gone by, that means we owe Springfield a restaurant review. Dan, it's so last second though. What what should we cover? It's late Sunday morning. What could be open? I don't know. I kind of feel like a burger. Nah, it's early yet. Methinks Danny needs him some pancakes. So you want pancakes and I need a burger. I think I know just the place. Should we call a guest? Uh, I think I know somebody who might be interested. It might get a little confusing with our names, though. Oh, I know who you're talking about. That's a good point. I would never want to subject our listeners to something confusing. Um... Oh, hey, we're we're recording right now. What's what's up with that? I didn't turn that on. I'm just gonna go shut this off, and we can go get some lunch first, and come back. It's called. Br-